0: Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815, 863-285-3815.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. Jen Rizak here alongside Philip Statler. You know, you have heard Philip here on the radio, you've seen him around town. You might even have a a friend or, or acquaintance, somebody who works with Philip at Statler Financial Services. But how much do you really know about him? Well, no better time than the present to go ahead and get to know you a little bit better, Philip. We're going to do uh, some of that background kind of stuff here, especially for some of our, our newer listeners who are maybe catching you for the first time, don't know you all that well. Uh, always, a, always a good time to get to know you a little bit better. But, Philip, welcome back. I hope you're doing great this week.
2: Hey, doing well today, Jen, and it's, it's good to be in the studio. And it's always nice to do. Uh, this type of segment where where we do get to kind of share who we are, where we came from and, 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 and what's really happening around here.
1: Right, right. And it just it, it's valuable to know a little bit more about your background, your history and it kind of gives us some insight as to where you're coming from when it comes to your philosophy and how you handle things with people in their retirements. So Philip, tell us a little bit about your background. you know how, how did you get started in the finance industry?
2: Well, you know, it it really goes way back. So when I was in college, I I got my degree in both accounting and finance. And I got to tell you, Jen, I was intrigued with finance. I mean, the investment side, the options, it was just, I I liked it. However, now let's think back, right? I I graduated in 1984 from college. Mm -hmm. So, man, it's hard to believe that was a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But back then, if you wanted to work in the financial services business, you went to work for one of the big wire houses, mm-hmm. one of the big New York firms, and you got paid on commission. Now, now I, I like it, but I'm not a salesperson, Jen.
1: Yeah, I, not,
2: I, not you. you know, I'm just not. And so I defaulted <clears throat> to the accounting side and tax side. So, so that's what I did for a long time out of college. I worked for a CPA firm for a couple of years. Then in Tallahassee, I launched my own uh, accounting firm there. But, but think back. My daughter was born, and all of my family was here in Sebring. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my in laws, my my wife's uh, brothers, my brother and sister, my parents. Everybody was here. So you know, when the when the first grandchild was born, it was time to move back home. <laughs> um, and and so I got back into accounting in the early nineties. And about the mid to late nineties, you know, I started noticing there was there were some things. That I felt like I could help folks with that wasn't getting done. You know, as a tax professional, I would send folks that, "Hey, look, you need an IRA, you need to set up a SEP or some retirement account." <clears throat> Go down the road to one of those warehouse guys and one of those brokerage firms, and and they can help you. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't see them again until the next year. And and what I found was they they really weren't. Uh, doing the best for my client. They were finding out they were in limited partnerships or they were in variable annuities and they were in things that were expensive to my client. Um, You know, good for the brokerage firms, but, but not good for my clients. And so that's when I really decided, Hey, I can do a a better job than what I see happening um, from these firms. And so that's when I got into the financial services firm uh, back way back when I still had an accounting practice. And, um, You know, you fast forward that to now, and we've come a long way. In 2001, we really switched gears. In 2001, uh, I left the accounting industry pretty much uh, behind and became a a financial advisor and and really on the independent brokerage side. 2006, I got tired of all the brokers, even independent brokerage firms would say, hey, look, sell this, sell that, you know, push this product, push that product. Um, even on the independent side. Um, and I know it's way worse than that in the, in the other side of, of the business. So so in 2006, we became totally independent. We became a stout financial service, became a registered investment advisory firm. And so that meant we were totally independent. And, you know, I think that was uh, the best move I, I ever made, Jen.
1: Yeah. And, and just talk a little bit more about that, what that means for people that you're working with for you to be independent. I, I, I just want people to really understand what exactly that means because there's all sorts of financial professionals out there and we don't always know what's for sure going on be, behind the scenes and what that means for us at the end of the day.
2: So, what that means truly is that nobody is telling us what to sell how to sell what products to push what investments to push we truly are independent we have a fiduciary responsibility to our clients uh to do what's in their best interest which is different than the brokerage you know side of the business they just have to put you in stuff that's good for you that that should be good for you that you're suitable for um where we really have to look at the whole picture and, uh, and determine what the best thing is for you moving forward, um, especially with dealing with retirement planning. You know, we, we do a lot of income planning. Um, that's probably one of the main things we do here at Statler Financial. And that's a big part is having that written retirement income plan.
1: Right. And and I'll just go ahead and and use this opportunity to give the phone number for people who are interested in that written retirement income plan. You think about somebody who has a background like Philip, where started out uh, really knowing what's going on with accounting and taxes. That's certainly a part of what's going on with your income plan. 863-285-3815 is the number to call to reach Statler Financial Services and Sebring. That's 863 863- Two eight five thirty eight fifteen. Now, Philip, you said you know your your interest in finance. You were like you were like this when, when you were in college, but but what got you there to wanting to to study that in in college? Who did you learn some of those early lessons from? Maybe some of those things that shaped you uh, earlier on in your childhood. Well, you know,
2: I I go back to uh, growing up here in in, in Sebring, and um, I, I wasn't born here, but but I grew up here. I lived in Highlands County since I was about eight years old, and so one of the things is that um, my mom, who was an excellent seamstress, um, would would make my school clothes. Hmm. Um, now, imagine that, you know, in, in middle school, uh, I'm sitting there and, and my clothes don't look like anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Now, they're 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 quality made clothes. They do right. the job. Um, so I learned early on if, if I wanted to fit in with everybody else and have nice, nice clothes that I saw at school, that the stuff that they were wearing, the, the cool stuff, uh, I had to work for it. Yeah, Uh, You know, my parents were gonna go out and buy me school clothes um, that I didn't need. And so I started early on, my brother and I started mowing lawns Hmm. around the neighborhood. uh, And and even outside of our neighborhood, my dad would load a mower up on a trailer and, and cart us to where we need to go for a day. And, um, and so that was my first experience of, hey, look, if you want something, you got to go out and work for it. And nothing's free in this world. And, and that way, you can spend that money the way you want to. Right. Um, and so that was a big, a big deal um, for us. And and it kept going even in high school. I mean, I started at the age of fifteen working in retail. Um, so, so I, I started working at a young age and and never really quit.
1: Right. And and here's the thing: you you help people who probably were raised with a very similar mindset. Knowing how hard you have to work to build up what you have. And now what you do is help those people who were probably raised just like you knowing the value of a dollar and wanting to make sure that they made those good decisions. Now you help them protect it. And that's what your, your process is really all about. When you're helping people design these financial plans, they know how to do a good job, Philip, working for what they've saved and, and saving and building up. They know how to do that part. Let's talk about what you help them with in terms of going forward with that retirement planning process.
2: Absolutely, Jen. You know, I'm, and I'm really proud of this because we, we spent a lot of time and effort in really and truly creating our process. Um, and so we developed a, um, a, a trademark system that we call the Core Retirement Design. Um, you know, because here's the deal, Jen, at the core The health and sustainability of your retirement income really, truly depends on minimizing two things, minimizing portfolio risk and minimizing Mm costs. And so we look at that core as the C really stands for calculate. You know, you got to calculate what your personal risk preference is, how much risk are you willing to take? How much risk can you afford to take? Two different things that we need to look at there. The O really stands for organize. you got to organize your goals and objectives for retirement, um, which is different uh, than when you were working and trying to put away money uh, to grow it for retirement. Now we're looking at, how am I going to get it out? What are my distributions going to look like? How am I going to create that income I need? Uh, Then we go down to R. For review, right? We want to review that risk and cost analysis of your current portfolio to make sure it matches with what you have, and then the last is that E for establish your optimized risk matched portfolio, so that we're matching your risk to a portfolio. That's important. So we we like that process. It's served our clients well um, throughout the years, going through two major bear markets. Uh, in the last, what, 21 years. Uh, that's been uh, a, a good process. And, and we finally have uh, been able to put some things on paper and, and say, hey, look, this is it. This is our, our, our uh, you know, stick in the sand. This is what we're going to build everything based upon. Uh, because we want everybody to have the retirement they always dreamed of. And the core retirement design allows that to happen, Jim.
1: Let's talk a little bit about how we get started on that, um, because I, I bet there's a lot of people who they have done a good job with the saving. They think maybe they have a plan, but as you're describing what this is like, they're saying, "You know what? I, I don't know if I really have something that <laughs> that matches what's going on here with the core retirement design." Absolutely,
2: Jen. So it's 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 easy. Uh, you know, we're a phone call away um, mm-hmm. from sitting down with folks, and and that's really the key is sitting down with folks getting to know them, and calculating out a couple things. One, uh, how far are they out from retirement? Because maybe um, they're closer than what they think to retirement, and they may need help sooner than we anticipate. So so we walk through this very simple core retirement design to help them figure out what their risk looks like, develop their goals, and then... Put together that portfolio that's going to match up everything the risk along with the investment side to make sure that we've got everything covered when it comes to planning out your retirement because ultimately we want to have that retirement income plan a written retirement income plan not just in your head we want it written so everybody knows what it is and can follow through on what has to be done to start that process, give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. I look forward to seeing you soon here at Statler Financial.
1: That number one more time, 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back.
3: You toss a penny over your shoulder into a fountain and you make a wish. You look into the fountain and see a lot of pennies, but you see some quarters too. You think, who throws quarters when pennies will do? Now think about the taxes you could be paying in retirement. Do you want to throw pennies or quarters to Uncle Sam? Philip Statler at Statler Financial knows that not planning for taxes in retirement can drain your savings. Taxes can be complicated, so start planning now so you aren't caught off guard in retirement. Call Philip at 863 285 3815. Together, you'll create a plan designed to help you keep as much of your money as possible. Watch your pennies and quarters in retirement. Tell Philip Statler at Statler Financial what your retirement wishes are. Call now, 863-285-3815. That number, 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offer through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor firm in the state of Florida.
1: Thanks for joining us today. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rezac. Happy to be here with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. The website is statlerfinancial.com. If you'd like to learn a little bit more, you can check that out. Lots of great resources available there. And you can even put yourself on Philip's schedule by going to the website statlerfinancial.com. So Philip, I've got some some info here. Financial experts say there are behavioral factors that could influence our financial decisions. So let me translate that real quick. Sometimes we act weird when it comes to our money. <laughs> you put exactly. it another way, right? We're <laughs> irrational. Sometimes we make decisions that we later regret. So we want to talk about how our behavior could have an impact on our money over time and what we can do to stop acting weird <laughs> with our money because we do this. Philip, how often do you see this? Do you see behavior or emotions get in the way of Smart decision making.
2: I will say not as much as I used to, but okay. you know this whole behavioral finance thing—it's a big deal. I mean, you can actually go to college and get a degree. I think in, in you yeah, know, behavioral it's an area finance. of study. Yeah, it, it it is. So it's become a real a real deal, and and there's a lot of good information, and it helps um, if individuals will look at it. It will help them understand themselves. Number one, more better. And it helps advisors understand people and how they make decisions. Um, but but I do, you know, it's, um, I, I will say that I used to see emotions get in the way a lot more um, before we made a change here at Styler Financial and really started looking at risk adjusted portfolios and really looking at how much risk people have in their portfolios from that standpoint. So that's been a, a, a big adjustment. And we made that adjustment. Man, it's been it's been a while now. So, um, but probably over 15 years ago. Wow. So, but but I still see emotions kick in, right? So, this last year when we saw COVID hit, we saw um, people get emotional about their money, and when the market started to, to tank, and so that's one of those things with COVID. We had to talk some people off the ledge and, and help them and remind them that hey, that's only part of your portfolio. You got the other part over here. So yeah, emotions definitely play a big role in, in finances.
1: Well, and let's talk a little bit about some of the the way this plays out, because as you said, behavioral finance, it's an actual area of study now, and they've come up with some different behavioral traps that we could potentially fall into. Uh, Things like confirmation bias, for example. I, I know that's one of them. Talk a little bit about what that means and how do we see this play out?
2: So, there's, um, there's a, a list of, of kind of what we see as traps that people fall into. And, like you said, the first one kind of is a confirmation bias. And, and that's the tendency of folks to, uh, to really look for something that kind of supports their beliefs, right? They, they have a belief. And so, confirmation bias is they're just finding anything that, that agrees with their position. And it's not only in finance, we see that in, in life in general, right? People always want to justify what they're doing. And so we see that a lot in, in that confirmation bias. The other thing that we see is availability bias. And that's a little bit different because mm-hmm. it's more of a mental shortcut for those folks that, um, you know, when you make a judgment about something, you know, some event and, and how that may show up. So like hurricanes, right? So we have this assumption, especially here in Florida, when it's hurricane season, that because of the last few years, maybe we didn't get hit as bad or, or we did get hit really bad. So we think this year is going to be the same. So that really plays into that, hey, because it's that time of year, because it's, it's possible, then, then we start thinking that it's a given. It's going to happen. Um, overconfidence. Is a common behavioral challenge uh, that we see out there. Many people believe that, you know, their personal odds of success are far greater than what actually will likely happen. You know, we still see see people out there that think that for some reason that they can earn 12, 15% a year in the market. Well, statistically that doesn't add up, right? That's just not the way it is. And overconfidence isn't helped by everybody on the golf course, Bragging about how well their one position did, Hmm. and not talking about the twelve positions that lost money. You know, that's that's something that we we see and and have to battle all the time. Um, Another one is illusion of control. You know, it's kind of similar to overconfidence in that individuals often kind of overestimate their ability to influence external events. For some reason, they they think that that they've got a leg up and they can have some control when really they they don't control anything. A lot of people, (laughs) they think we control the markets, you know, and and we don't. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball here that says, here's what the market's going to do. I don't have a crystal ball that says, hey, when when COVID hit, I should have known that the market was going to tank. Those are things that are, you, you know, that you can't control. And then another one is a loss aversion. And it's a tendency... For human beings to feel more pain from economic loss than they feel pleasure from economic gains hmm. and and that 's a big one, Jim, because people don't really realize that until it happens to them, right so right. right. now we saw this a lot back in eight People thought that they were moderate investors, you know they thought they were moderately risk averse and And they thought that until 08, when when a moderate portfolio lost 25 percent, you know, they thought a moderate portfolio was only going to lose 10 or 15 percent. And so that pain from that loss. Overcame that that anticipated gain that they thought they would get. And so um, uh, people are more protective, at least in this current situation, of protecting themselves from loss and they are gain. Now, unfortunately, they don't always do that with foresight. They do it with hindsight, and that's not a good thing. Jen, you know, a lot of those reasons that we just talked about, that's the reason that I believe people need to understand the amount of risk they have in the portfolio. And so we developed the financial x-ray for that specific reason, so that people will know with certainty what their risk is not just their risk number but how much risk they have in their current portfolio and so we, again we developed this financial x-ray let me just uh, offer that to folks today that they can take advantage of a financial x-ray of their current portfolio all they have to do is give us a call at 863-285-3815 that's 863-285-3815 or they can go to our website statlerfinancial.com and there's a link to our calendar right there easy to schedule a financial x-ray. Do it today. Don't let this year get away from you before it's too late. 863-285-3815.
1: Talking today with Philip Statler, he is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, and I am Jen Rizak alongside, talking about behavioral traps that we can all fall into. And going back to, Philip, you kind of went over a bunch of them here, confirmation bias. That is that tendency we have to find evidence that supports what we already believe. And uh, we, we've seen this with politics. We've seen this with a lot of things. Talk a little bit more, though, about how this could trip us up with financial decisions if we are only seeking essentially proof that we're right without ever looking at anything else.
2: Well, yeah, and that's a big deal. I mean, I think that one of the areas I see confirmation bias come into play is um, when people a lot of times will select an advisor. Um, you, you know, they think that the tools that that advisor have will be enough to to take care of their issue instead of finding and talking to an advisor who has all the tools that may be necessary to make the plan. So I, I see people all the time that think, well, the stock market is the answer and you you have to use the stock market and you have to be fully invested in the stock market. And, and that becomes, you know, confirmation bias because, you know, the brokerage industry will agree with you and they'll show you that, that you're right. That's the way it works. Um, but I have found that that's not true. You know, there are tools that people need, to use, especially as they head into retirement. You've got to use different tools. You cannot use the same tools you've used the 25 years before you retire the next 25 years. If you want to have a successful retirement, you need to adjust what you're using. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's that's the big thing, I think, when it comes to that type of bias, that confirmation bias. We want to look for people that agree with us.
1: Well, and, and let's talk a little bit about how how you help somebody get confidence with their plan, help them get get accurate information, overcome things like this confirmation bias and get a little bit more confident, but without falling into the trap of becoming overconfident. There's there's such a balance here. We don't wanna overdo it to where we're overconfident and assuming that we'll be, you know, much better off than we potentially could be.
2: Well, I, I think that just by having a plan, right, and that's that's the key is having a a game plan, a a financial retirement income plan in place. It's written that folks can see. Well, number one, that gives them confidence right there. The other part of that is is we can't have some outrageous return numbers on that plan, and that's one thing that I feel like uh, happens a lot of times in this industry is that you, you know we'll get. Uh, numbers that we think may be good. But I would rather err on the side of caution, right? I want to say, okay, I put together an income plan, and here's the the rates of return we're using. They're very, very, very conservative um, in that process, because I'd rather be conservative here and know that you're not going to run out of money with these numbers, as opposed to putting higher numbers on there so you can spend more money or take more money out with it, with the issue that you could run out of money. And that's not good. So, so that I think is, is one of the things that is putting together a reasonable plan that is cautiously optimistic again, cautiously. So, so we've using very, very conservative assumptions moving forward. And so I think that gives confidence to the plan because people can look at it and say. Oh, that's, I mean, I, it's, that's more than reasonable. Um, and so I think that really starts that process. So, you know, Jim, that's, um, that's why I think it's really important that people have a written financial income plan, a retirement income plan. You know, most of the people I sit down with, they don't have one. They look at me like deer in the headlights. Uh, you know, they say, well, my broker said, I'm taking money from over here. So when are you gonna stop taking money from over there? I, I don't know. Folks, that's why we need to have a written retirement income plan. Give us a call. Let's start that process today with a risk analysis of your current situation. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Do it now. Don't procrastinate. 863 285 3815.
1: This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
2: If you have a retirement
0: plan and would like a second opinion, call Statler Financial Services today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.
3: You toss a penny over your shoulder into a fountain and you make a wish. You look into the fountain and see a lot of pennies, but you see some quarters too. You think, who throws quarters when pennies will do? Now think about the taxes you could be paying in retirement. Do you want to throw pennies or quarters to Uncle Sam? Philip Statler at Statler Financial knows that not planning for taxes in retirement can drain your savings. Taxes can be complicated, so start planning now so you aren't caught off guard in retirement. Call Philip at 863-285-3815. Together, you'll create a plan designed to help you keep as much of your money as possible. Watch your pennies and quarters in retirement. Tell Philip Statler at Statler Financial what your retirement wishes are. Call now, 863-285-3815. That number, 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offer through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor firm in the state of Florida.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services today, talking about how our emotions and behavior can get in the way of smart decision making with our retirement money. And as we talk through this today and looking at these behavioral traps and and the emotional decisions, Philip, which, which do you think is harder? Managing people's money? or helping them manage their emotions about their money
2: managing their emotions is much more difficult uh, especially if you've not laid the foundation for expectations right but even even when you do that the the ups and downs of the market can cause people anxiety uh, and so that gets their emotions rising high and so um they they're Concerned about their retirement, their income, those type of things, and so uh, again, that's why I think it's important that you lay out the the whole risk number thing at the beginning because that will help, you know, kind of ease that emotional issues about money. I mean, I've had several phone calls over the past year, whether it's COVID related or election related, you know, any of those type of things that well what's that going to do to my money? I'm concerned. I'm fearful. Um, Well, you know, you have to remind them that we've got this part over here that's subject to risk that we're watching on a daily, hourly basis. And we've got money over here where your income's coming from that's protected. It's safe. You, You know, you're not going to lose anything over on this side of the equation. And once you bring that all back together for them, then they, Oh yeah, I remember. I remember our conversation. And then that you, you hear them breathe a sigh of relief, Jen.
1: Mm, I'm sure they do. And it, it is hard to get our emotions out of the way. We can't help but be somewhat emotional about our money. So that's why it's important to talk about behavioral finance and recognizing that we have behaviors and emotions that can get in the way here. I want to talk a little bit about the illusion of control as one of these uh, behavioral traps we fall into. This is where we overestimate our ability to influence external events. Uh, Talk a little bit about how you've seen this play out with people who are trying to prepare for retirement. Well, I
2: think that I've seen that more from the folks that try to do it all themselves. Right. They feel like they um, that they have a finger on it. They've got it under control. You know that they they've got the answers and and typically, what I see is they 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 may have done well at certain points in time, especially in the growth mode, but they have issues when they switch gears and head into retirement because they still look at themselves as young vibrant employers employees and and that's just not the case right they're they're not they're getting up there to retirement age. Um, Not that that's old because I'm getting quite there. I think 60 is probably, you know, the new 40. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Um, I think that they don't understand the, the, the difference between, you know, accumulating and protecting. And so I see that a lot from people that do it themselves. Um, that, that's probably the biggest thing that, um, from the from the illusion side.
1: Right. But but on the other hand, what about the things that we know are outside of our control? How how do we keep from feeling overwhelmed by all those outside factors that can influence our financial plans as well? It's one thing to 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 assume you have more control, but if you feel completely out of control. That's not a good place to be either.
2: No, definitely not not trying to be out of control, but so how do we we deal with that? And that may be a little easier, actually, Jim, because I can talk people off that ledge, right so if if they feel like things are getting out of control and and I, I think I had this conversation probably one day last week, mm-hmm. is that um, you know they were concerned about the, the the markets, and I had to remind people, look. The portfolios that we manage for you, everything that we've got put into place, it's not the same as those three indexes you see on TV all the time. And I try to illustrate exactly, you know, look, we have some of the positions in those three indexes, but we don't own those three indexes all. That's not 100 percent of what you have. And that just gives them some peace of mind. And, And I think the other part of that, Jen, is having a plan, right, having that written retirement income plan that you can bring them, bring that focus back to and say, look, we're still on track. Remember, we, we've talked about that, that, your income's good. We haven't risked anything over here on the income side and the ups and downs in the market are only over here. And, and here's how it's impacted you. And just bringing them back to think about the conversations that we've had in the past helps them be a little bit more grounded in what's happening today in the marketplace. So as we as we look at Jen, where we're at and and what people are doing, I think that again, it boils down to having a plan in place. And so often, I, I just don't see that. I don't see the majority of folks out there have an actual retirement income plan written down um, where they know exactly where the money's coming from each and every year. So, hey, folks, if you don't have one, if you don't have a clue what I'm talking about, give me a call. Let's sit down and walk through the process of finding out what needs to happen for you to have a retirement income plan. That number to get started is 863-285-3815 is 863-285-3815 or statlerfinancial.com where we have a link
1: to our calendar. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Let me give you that number again. 863- talking today about how our behavior has an, an impact on our finances or could, depending on how we act. Now, Philip, the fear of missing out is another common behavioral trap we can fall into. And as a mom, I see this with my kids. They're always worried that they're missing out on something, but it happens with adults too. We don't want to miss out on the good things that others are experiencing. They they talk about big gains that they might have, or new homes, or nice vacations. But what can happen if we are driven by that, by that fear of missing out?
2: You know, Jen, that that one fear, that fear of missing out, I, I'm gonna say of all the fears that we talk about today, that one can be the most devastating. Mm. It can hurt you the most. Because what do I see? I see people will call me and say, hey, Let's buy, you know, marijuana stock. Let's get Bitcoin. Let's do this. Let's do that. And and when do they want to do it? They want to do it when it's at the top. You know, They want to do it when it's when it's sky high and maybe it's not the right time. But they're afraid that they're missing out on those gains. They're afraid that they're they're missing out on something. And the truth be known, at that point in time, when they want again, they've already missed out. You know, it may be too late, but they don't think of it that way. They want to own that name. And that can be problematic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing about getting in the market, right? They they see the market going crazy, crazy, crazy. And finally, finally, they say, "Okay, I'm going to get in the market. Well, if they're doing it on their own, you know, do they have a plan? What is the plan? I mean... You know, we want to make sure that folks understand what they're getting into and and the and the fear of missing out is not a good reason to jump into market.
1: Right.
2: Right. We want to have a plan in place and that plan will include putting some money in the market. But we want to make sure that, you know, we're being prudent when we put together that plan and understand, hey, that part is a longer term. We're not going to need that money for income or anything else like that.
1: Certainly just one of those things we want to keep in mind. I I think as we've had this discussion today, uh, all of us can probably relate at some point to some of these different behavioral traps at some point in our life, maybe not even necessarily about our money, but just in in general. So, Philip, let me ask you, what are some final tips you can share on this topic that can help us keep emotions out of our decisions about money? How do we keep some of this in check?
2: So one thing is, you know, the outside influences can be huge. So I say, you know, stay present, stay, stay with yourself, understand how the mind works and, and understand what forces cause you to do certain things, because I'll talk to people and they know exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll talk to me and they'll say, look, I know this is what I perceive, but I'm, I'm talking to you as my retirement coach, you know, help me see what I'm not seeing. And so staying present, knowing when it's time to talk to your coach and and help coach you through that situation. Think about your values. Right. What ultimately what are, what are your values? Are your values still in place where you are? Avoid like the plague, making a decision based on fear. And and over the last several years, we've seen fear, fear from COVID, fear from the elections, fear, fear, fear. Don't let fear be the basis of your decisions. Another one, sleep on it. Hey, just don't react today. Know where you are, sleep on it, see how you feel in the morning, and then make your decision. Don't act hastily. Um and then this is this is probably a big one, Jen. We're talking about emotions, right? We're talking about being emotional about your money. So s- flip a switch. Apply some logic to your situation. If we can analyze and take the emotions out and look at things from a logical perspective and, and get rid of the emotions, then a lot of times then we can see more clearly what the situation looks like and what actions we truly need to take. And then, and then trust yourself, trust yourself. You know, I, I've had, uh, w- recently we, we've talked to folks who, you know, they've had that um feeling that, Hey, I think that the market is too high right now. And so after our conversation, I, I didn't tell them what to do, but, you know, in their circumstance, they felt like, okay, it's time to, to take a breather and, and maybe you know, liquidate some positions because they had some nice gains, that type of thing. So trust yourself, trust your instincts um, going forward. So w- with all that said, it still boils down to having a portfolio and having a retirement coach that can get you through retirement. That's what we pride ourselves on here at Sattler Financial is – taking where you are, and and laying out a game plan that's going to get you through retirement. Give us a call. Let us help you develop that game plan for retirement. 863-285-3815. That number one more time is 863-285-3815.
1: This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
0: Call Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial X-ray report. Eight six three two eight five thirty eight fifteen. That's eight six three two eight five thirty eight fifteen. From the pitch, swung at a little too soon. Strike three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for flight one o nine to Chicago. Timing is everything. The same is true for your Social Security benefits. Take them too soon and you can leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation can be different, but taking your Social Security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Philip Statler at Statler Financial understands Social Security and can help you make decisions that are best for you and your retirement dreams. Call 863 285 to start optimizing your benefits. With Social Security, timing is everything, so don't delay. Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of
1: Florida. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services right here in Sebring. Every week he gets questions about all things retirement. So we're going to take a little time here in this part of the show, open up our Statler Financial Mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. So, Philip, our first question is from Jill, and Jill writes that she and her husband are getting a divorce after being married for almost 30 years. She's been working outside of the home for the last five years, so she's got some work friends and, and a little income of her own, but she feels like she's just starting over, and she doesn't even know the questions to ask first. She wants to know some of the things she should think about now that she's planning for her own future.
2: Well, that's a tough question, Jill. Yeah, You know, you need to know, number one, if you're working, if you have a 401k plan, then we need to be making sure that we're making some contributions to that 401k plan. Now, obviously, I'm not an attorney, but an area that you need to at least ask your attorney about is if your spouse has some retirement accounts, can you have access to some of that? right? Can you roll right. some of that into your IRA? Um, that's an area because that may be after 30 years of marriage, that may be one of the bigger financial assets that you have is going to be his retirement accounts. So we want to look at that and see if there may be something there that you can grasp and, and, and at least help you get started in the right direction and have some assets there to fall back on. But, but again, if you have a 401k, let's make sure that we're contributing at least enough to get the full match on that part. Um, if there's not a 401k, you know, try to develop some kind of savings, of plan where you're putting money into a Roth IRA because you'd rather pay the tax now in the low tax environment we're in versus later when we may be in a higher tax environment. Um, those are probably a couple things that I would look at right now.
1: Good questions there, Jill. And that that really has become uh, more of a an issue that retirement planners like you are dealing with now. I, I know um, those divorce rates among uh, people who are getting close to retirement and, and who are in retirement has really gone up. And there's some big financial ramifications. So just, um, Jill, you're certainly not the only one who's going through this. So those are some good questions there. Our next question is from Mark, and he and his wife have started having some serious discussions about what they want to do in retirement. Mark has had to travel for work for years, so he wants some peace and quiet, and he wants to go fishing. But his wife stayed home to raise their two boys. She's been telling all her friends about all the places that they're going to go once they retire, so they have some different ideas here. Mark says he's done traveling for good but doesn't know how to tell her, so now what? So how do we uh, how, do we, uh, how do we make everybody happy here, Philip? This is a tough situation.
2: I didn't know that I was going into the marriage council. Business <laughs> it, here, this Jen. is
1: kind of where you are sometimes, right? Oh, gosh. It, it is. And and, I, and
2: I, I can understand both sides. Um, and so I, I think that there needs to be a discussion, right? We need to sit down and, and have that discussion about what we expect. And so maybe... It's, it's not all or nothing, right? So maybe we, we travel together once a year mm-hmm. and and may the rest of the time, you know, she goes ahead and kind of sets up some of the things she wants to do and he can stay at home and golf or piddle in the yard or whatever he's wants to do in retirement. And who knows, you know, a couple of years of doing that. And, and he may get on that train of, okay, I'm ready to travel again and right. do some other stuff. Right. But yeah, I think it's having that conversation of, of um, what can we do together and then what, what do we need to not do together?
1: And, you know, and I think as long as there's some planning and some discussions there, uh, he can certainly have his own hobbies and they can create a budget for some of that travel. My girlfriends and I, we went without our husbands and had a 40th birthday celebration, all of us together. And it was fun. So maybe uh, maybe she can do some of those things. But um, you just got to have those money conversations for, for do we have the money for her to do some of these trips? And then he's got the money for his hobbies and then they can switch that up down the road road if they need to, right?
2: Yep. It's, it's all about compromise.
1: I think with some of these things, also, it just never hurts to get that second opinion before you get something like an annuity or not. Just good to to have that, uh, that second opinion, right, Philip?
2: That and just understanding what you're buying, right? Because it's a product. It has... Good things. and yeah, has bad right. things, you know, so you need to to draw the T account and make sure you understand the pros and the cons of what you're looking at and, and make sure you're using somebody that that's not just an annuity salesman because then the only tool they have is an annuity. Right. That, so, you know, you know what you're going to get. That doesn't give you an open-minded person that's going to look at your situation and say, here, based on your situation, here's the best thing for you. Right. That's not going to happen if you go to an annuity person. Right. It's not going to happen if you go to a brokerage firm. You really and truly need to work with somebody that, that has a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. And, and that's the key, I think, in, in getting the right mix of investments that you're going to need in retirement.
1: And that, Philip, is where we get that phrase when we've talked before about how when you only have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And that's that's what we run into financially sometimes exactly. with just the same tool over and over again. Uh, let's do one more question here. This last one comes from Barb. Another tough relationship situation. Barb says, my mother just died. And now I feel like all our family does is argue over what to do with her house and who will be in charge of what? My siblings and I are in our 60s, but it feels like we're kids again. I don't know if you can help us with our arguments, but can you please just tell people why it's so important to take care of these decisions ahead of time? Gosh, that's a tough, (laughs) tough thing to be in, but she's right. We got to take care of this stuff ahead of time, right?
2: We do. And so, um, so there's a couple things here, right? So if mom died without a will, that's a problem. Right. And so the the courts are really going to be in charge of how things are then divided up. Mm -hmm. Um, If mom died with a will, the will is going to specify the things she's asking about who's in charge. Well, the will is going to say who's in charge. The will is going to say, here's how everything gets divided. Um, So not having that in place can be problematic for the family. And so you don't want to put your family in that situation. You want to at least have a will in place. You want to at least have a power of attorney in place so that somebody can take care of you if you can't take care of yourself. Um, You know, if you're if you have enough assets and you're in a position, maybe you need a trust. I I don't know. Without looking at your situation, not everybody needs a trust. More people have a trust and really need one from what I've seen. But there are advantages to having a trust there could be some advantages of not having a trust Hmm. depending on on your circumstances. And so that's one of those things that is very dependent upon where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. You're in a, in a rough spot here because uh, you got siblings all scrabbling over stuff and, and that's not good. You know, mom died and and now we're fighting over everything. Um, So it's better folks. Listen, if you don't have a will in place, or you haven't attached beneficiaries to your assets, you know, that's why they create TOD, transfer on death, or POD, pay on death, so that you can, you can don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. It's taken care of. You've done it ahead of time. So those are some areas I think that, that you could look at. Obviously, it's too late for you, but, uh, but a heads up to folks out there that, right. hey, take care of your stuff now so that your kids don't fight over it later. Right. That's not what you want to have happen. Um, You know, and and again, I'm not an attorney, but you need to have a relationship with an attorney that can help you set these things up properly um, and and to make sure that that your final wishes are carried out the way you want them to be. Right. Because who wants their kids fighting over stuff? Nobody does.
1: Yeah. But they're doing it. it.
2: That's right. And they're doing it because you didn't take action to prevent it. So,
1: so so Philip, I think that the big message for a lot of people here is just get that planning done. So tell us how we can get in touch with somebody like you to get started on identifying what all the weak spots are and what's going on with our money, what's missing and how do we get everything in place so we don't leave a mess for our kids.
2: Absolutely, Jim. They can give us a call. I mean, that's what something we do all the time for folks is, is walk them through that process. Give us a call at 863 285 3815. It's 863 285 3815. Or, Jim, they can go to my website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link to my calendar right there.
1: This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. That's all the time we have for this week. But be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Philip. We'll talk to you then.
0: Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial x-ray report. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.